Hello, hello. You're listening to the Intersect Podcast with me, Noah Coote, along with this wonderful co-host, Michael Brunash. How's it going, Michael? Uh, good. It was fun. Let's see. What was fun? In between the last time we recorded, I had my birthday, so that was dope. Started a new You job. mean my niece's birthday? Your niece's Thank birthday. you very much. Yes. Happy, well, happy late birthday now to her. I wished it on the day of, so I'm good. Um, yep. Started a new job. So that's exciting. And I went to Boston for the weekend. How's Boston? What's the city like? Is the city doing all right? Um, I mean, I wasn't I really know. in the city that much. I was... Um, there was like a personal thing family thing so i was dealing with that and it was celebrating your new job more like celebrating life type of vibes okay okay so yeah i was i wasn't really in boston to explore i was more there with for my family so that was fun um yeah, new job is fun. I, the only thing I don't like about it is having to like wake up super early in the morning. Like I go to bed at midnight. It's called now. having a job. I know, but like I go to bed at midnight now. <laughs> that's the responsible thing to do. Um, yeah, I try to do the same. Um, it's not really working out because the issue is people like to call me and keep me up late night. Who calls or, like, you? Ask me to help them with their homework. And keep me up late night. Who calls or, you, Noah? Who's calling you late at night? Those are the real questions friends, we have. Family, because time difference. Mm. And yes, friends. What not? <laughs> friends keep. You what up. do you mean, yes, friends? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? Ah, I'm asking you. And Sorry, I'm, I'm asking getting aggressive. You. <laughs> I'm getting aggressive. <laughs> Let's uh, let's just keep it relaxed and yeah. just say, sleep is a great thing, and therefore you should get more sleep. Not like me, don't sleep five hours a day, Dude, especially not when you're like getting through huge projects nonstop because of an engineering degree. I don't like it. <laughs> Do you want to trade? I'm making money now. Uh, look, uh, working with Excel spreadsheets all day, super fun. I actually really like my job. Wow. But it's so far it's tedious. Spreadsheets. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful. <laughs> you know, I've made actually, it actually. I've made it to corporate America, Noah. Mm-hmm. Do you do anything exciting this weekend? Oh yeah, Boston. Yeah. What about you? Because I, I I saw a picture a video of you doing something absolutely wild. Okay, okay. So what did I do my Friday night? I had I was hosting an open mic event on campus. Well, I wasn't hosting. A group of people were hosting. I was helping and providing audio equipment because that's part of what I do here on campus. Um, it's my job, literally just working with radio station stuff and all that there is around it, which means also a lot of audio equipment stuff. Then the next day, I went to watch Dune. Do- I oh, liked how it. How was that? I liked it. Um, I think it is a movie that really holds itself up if you go to a cinema to watch it. It's like Interstellar, very cinematic, visually 
incredibly appealing, really good soundtrack. You know, the hand, they had Hans Zimmer make the score. Um, I don't know. They have, like, the same visual style as... I want to say Star Wars Rogue One is what came to mind because that's the only, like, recent Star Wars I remember watching and has a lot of this cool space look. But it's not filmed in the same way. Just those big cinematic exposition shots look kind of the same with those giant spaceships and whatnot. But it is a visually appealing movie that I think I would just go to the movies to watch simply for the... um, eye candy appeal to it. it it tickles my love for a movie that seems to have been put like a lot of love into it to make it look splendid mm. on the other hand don't expect much narrative while you're there it's <laughs> i think also because a lot of people have read the dune books it doesn't go through much it doesn't explain much you feel really lost and at the end you're just like Damn, this is it. There should be more. I need more. Which is kind of what it is about. I think it's just to set up for the next movie. It's really to get people interested into the next movie. And hopefully they can make another movie. So I'm just hoping the movie does well. So I can um, get a a sequel. I want a sequel. And I can keep watching with all that eye candy. If they produce it the same way. I'll be very happy. So anyways... um, I don't really care if you guys like this kind of movie or not. Please watch it again. That way I get my sequel. Give them that box office money they want. Now you're going to make me go to the movies on a Wednesday night. Because I think that's the only time I'm free this week. (laughs) Now you're you're going to make me go. About that. I went on a Saturday morning when it was very empty still. So I got a perfect seat in a not busy at all cinema. I got like center seat, center row. Um, perfectly surrounds sound like positioning and also really comfortable head angle and I just enjoyed it it was two and a half hours so I'm very thankful I got comfortable but I also realized I was like why is it so empty it just got out yesterday it was um, a I think it's partially because yeah I chose to go on a Saturday morning which explains part of it I also realized isn't it free on HBO to stream if you have an HBO account I keep forgetting about that. I do have HBO Max. I keep forgetting I can do that. I don't have to go to the So, I mean, I'll put it this way. If you want to, if you're fine with spending a bit of money and just want to, like, go out for a day and, like, enjoy a movie or something, I recommend going to the cinema for it. Like, well, it's I have really... A list, so, it's, I, I get to go to movies. Yeah, I, I, I just want to say, like, I really feel like it's one of those movies where... It's a different experience if you actually get to sit down into a, in the cinema, in the movies, and watch it on the big screen. Because there's a big difference where it's like, the whole experience there is you're so much more immersed in some way. While unlike HBO, you have your laptop screen. I mean, your laptop might have a good screen, but it's just not the same as a big cinema screen. Do you know it's, who you uh, sound like right now? That. What? Christopher Nolan. <laughs> the movies have just this different appeal this different aesthetics it brings people together it's the filmmakers oh no 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 no. i went to watch it alone i don't care about it bringing people together i just think like they're designed to have a good sound system and to have a good visual experience it's literally all they have to do so oh my god now you're making me want to go to like dolby atmos or something yeah but it's like i don't know have you ever watched interstellar 
Yes. I would say it's probably a different look between watching it on your laptop and watching it on a big screen. That's true. I've watched Interstellar. Um, my family has a home theater set up in Haiti, and I've watched it on my computer too. Those are very two very different feels. So that's how I think it would go. Unless you have a really nice setup at home where you have like a really nice TV or home theater, it's not worth it to just go and watch the movie on your laptop unless like you really don't know if you want to watch it and just want to like see what it's about then yeah actually go ahead with that but if you really wanted my recommendation i would say go to the movies for it especially if you get like a discount ticket i don't know when i realized i have to pay 15 dollars to go to the movies you know i'm kind of turned off but Luckily, I get discounted tickets through my school, and I get $5 for any movie I want to watch, and that made it worth it. Okay. Now, now you have me messaging Angel. It's like, hey, do you want to go to the movies tomorrow night? All right, cool. Well, um, yeah, enjoy the movie if you do uh, actually intend on going, and let me know what you think. I kind of want to see what people say. Um, if you liked it, then that's cool. If you didn't like it, then that's understandable. I feel like it's one of those things which is not ap- for absolutely everyone. It's a bit slower than I think uh, some people would like it. But yeah. And uh, finally, I guess you want to hear about something else too? Uh, yeah. I mean, we, that was a serious. We done. We did Friday night. We did Saturday morning. <laughs> was... uh, yeah. And finally, um, there was... What do you call it? Oh yeah, my Sunday. I went hiking. Did you forget what su- what day Sunday was called? Like, I I know it's called Dimanche. <laughs> oh, Dimanche. <laughs> uh, it's not Domingo. Uh, Sontag. <laughs> I ran out of languages. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yeah. So basically, on Sunday, um, I went for a hike out with my friends. Um, and we went to this really cool place in the Adirondacks that I do remember hiking on before called Pharaoh Mountain, which also has Pharaoh Lake right next to it. And uh, the first time I went, I was trail running with some guy who does ROTC. That was intense. He's in special forces now. Oh my god, it was intense. Um, And then I went hiking on it last Sunday, and it was also pretty intense because this area is like in this really cool wilderness area, the Faroe Wilderness Area or whatever. But it's really marshy and very, like, rough terrain, very technical, rocks everywhere and stuff. And the problem with it being marshy is it's very wet. And so there are literally parts of the trail that have to go through a foot deep of water. So I sent a video to Michael um, on Sunday where it was like, hey, look at this. I'm literally walking with my boots and socks on in a foot deep of water, not giving a shit. But, you know, that's just how I do it. I, I committed to the hike, so I'm going to just go along with it. Dude, I was, uh, uh, my dad had to return his rental car. I went with him. I had a long sleeve shirt and I was cold. Is, I was not touching water or doing anything like uh, is, is I don't know I don't know how you can do that you don't know how I can uh, how I can deal with a cold actually if you also want to have a fun fact on this because 
what I sent you was on the way back. On the way in, I also had to walk through it while it was still the morning. And also, interestingly enough, on the van ride up there, where we brought everyone along with us, we also have the radio playing because we uh, rent out those vans that the school has. Um, and so they're kind of old. They only have radio. You can't even play aux on them. But um, I think they announced on the radio that they had the first frost of the season that day. Yeah. Have... In the morning. Jeez. So Aww. it was quite chilly, I got to say. Yet I still went for it. See, this is the Viking If you part want of you. real advice, if you want real advice, though, as a person who has a bit of experience hiking, um, the reason I did not get all that cold is because I have quite a bit of fancy wool gear. And I will tell you guys one thing. If you ever go on a big outing trip, hiking, don't wear cotton. Either wear something synthetic that dries up fast or wear wool that can be warm even when wet. Oh my god. You guys are ridiculous. See, you're, it's, the, it's the Viking blood in you. I'm, my family's from the Caribbean. Uh, Might be the Viking blood. I also think it's just because I'm willing to go up there for a good view of the fall trees. Actually, about that, I gotta take care of all my photos I gotta export. But it was just pretty. I like going into nature. I like hiking. Hmm. And uh, now I still am kind of mad, though, because... I am always busy during the weekend and I end up going on these hikes that I don't have the time to start up my video project idea that I wanted to do. I think I've already mentioned it to you a couple times. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I was just, I'm just settling into this new job and once I get a routine set up, I'm gonna, it's, it's just gonna be great. Like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like we're gonna hit a new groove. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. And once I'm done with this school term, which is going to be in four weeks, I will be very willing to settle into a new groove. And then also start working. And then you're going to have to settle in again. But then, you know, once everything's figured out and I'm settled in again, who knows? One of us will have another major change in lifestyle happening all of a sudden and have to settle in again. That's how it always works. Hey. Life is life is life is fun. <laughs> well, that's how you keep life entertaining. All yeah. right. Well, um, do you want to get on moving, or should we go for a quick break? Let's take a quick break before we get into some substantive stuff. All right. We'll see you guys in a little second. And we're back. Before we get on to news, if do you guys want to play a really fun game like? You you have not you don't know you're tired of playing Call of Duty, then you don't have a, you don't have a newest console so you can't play the next Halo or the next like I don't know it's the next big PS Five game God of War, um, you, but you have a computer you should check out this game called Yoked, out on Steam on October twenty eighth, made by our our friend of the pod Flo, and her studio, uh, what was it Hard Boiled. <laughs> I don't know, but it was some kind of egg pun. Like, <laughs> literally everything they do in their marketing. Yeah. The game is uh, the game is called Yoked. Uh, there'll be a link to it. Uh, yeah, Hard Boiled Studios. I was right. <laughs> there'll be a link in the, like, in the description. And you guys should check out the game. It's really fun. Noah and I have played the... Um, 
uh, the game while it's in development. And the game comes out soon, so it'd be fun to play it in early access. Like, I know they've done a ton of work on it, and they've made it so much better since. And come on, it's $20. It's like going to the movies, except this will last you significantly much longer. And it's just, like, infuriating fun. It's kind of like a cuphead or, like, I don't know. I was going to say, like, I was about to say something, and I realized I shouldn't say it because it might not be the best marketing. <laughs> In favor of the game. But I was gonna say, like, if you're tired of Call of Duty, here's a game for you to get really tired of too quickly, but quite entertaining before you get tired of it. What? <laughs> I was well, say- I don't know. I remember though when I was playtesting and they had fun looking at how I was like, I know you guys designed this map specifically to annoy me in this specific way. Oh yeah, no, the the game is like makes me want to throw away my well, I have a laptop, so throw away my whole computer. <laughs> it's, but it's fun. It's like a Cuphead. It's uh, what was it Dark Souls? That game that's really hard. It's it's a challenging game, and if you're up for the challenge, I recommend you guys try it out because you might have quite a bit of fun with it. Yeah. Um, it's a platformer style game which involves uh trying to get through certain obstacles. Of course, there's a respawn and checkpoint system, so don't worry. It's not like you'll be falling all the way back to the beginning of the map unless but, you play on hard mode you know, oh god <laughs> don't do that guys please don't do that to yourself unless you're a youtuber and want to like prove how good at games you are go ahead yes. um but yeah enjoy a game called yolt which will be releasing on october 28th um on this year. steam yes on steam and i think it's going to be available on the switch too so eventually well hell yeah <laughs> All right, um, let's get going with some news. What do you have for news happening? All right, so I didn't want to do anything depressing or that required a lot of work. So we're going to look at earnings reports. <laughs> earnings reports? Sounds like something a person who does a lot of investment might look into. Yes. Well, these are going to be related to topics we talk about all the time. So we have two earnings reports we're going to go over. The first one is about a company that we've made, like, we talked about a lot recently, having, like, um, how do I say this, being proven to be an existential threat to hu- human society, democracy, and kindness and decency, as well as harming Monsanto? the mental health. Monsanto? <laughs> uh, no. What else? Monsanto? Coca-Cola and how they're the most polluting company in the world? No. We're talking about uh, one that's literally turning uh, turning families against each other. One that's oh, the societal destroying one. Yes. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a lot of bad companies in the world. But yeah, Facebook uh, announced their earnings, and guess what? Even though they cause uh they they cause uh, uh people to be more suicidal, more depressed, who cause more body issues. Help help form, foment a insurrection against the United States government. Help uh help create uh help create genocides across the world. Facebook announced a monster quarter with their highest ever pro- uh profit um reach at nine billion dollars. Mind you, this is the quarter they're like, oh, Apple's new privacy policy is gonna hurt us. Yeah, <laughs> they recorded record prof- uh, profits. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else to Wait, say. So. Do they like feed off um, criticism and like 
worry. It's, I guess they it's do. The algorithm. Feed it's, off it's anger. the algorithm. It's it's creating anger. The algorithm feeds off anger, and the more controversy there is about Facebook, the more popular the site becomes, and the more money they make. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, this is the same quarter they shut down for 24 hours because they accidentally deleted themselves from the internet. <laughs> and people would have thought that actually them, like, having this huge outage would have been a call to, like, hey, use less Facebook, let's use other applications. Although I do remember reading an article on something like Snapchat had a nice good old rise after Facebook went down. I think but Telegram then a couple had days after Snapchat users. went down. And then um, Snapchat lost everything they gained with uh, that little break. Telegram had twenty more, uh, twenty million more viewer, uh, more uh, download, downloads after the Facebook shutdown. Actually, it's weird because Snapchat also announced their their uh, earnings thing, but they lost money. Uh, well, they didn't lose money. Their their revenue went down, and they blamed it on Apple's uh, anti tracking thing. But Facebook is just like. <laughs> We found other ways to track you. You think you could get away from us? No. We know everything. Facebook literally creates a profile for users that haven't even signed up for their service yet. For me, which is an incredibly questionable thing about them. But Google, Google is actually the for all the thing, I, all the trash I talk about Facebook was even more invasive. Well, there's a difference. It's Google is very transparent about the fact that they track everything about you. The difference is when they, uh, their philosophy about tracking is, hey, we know you value your privacy, and we know that we gather, and you know that we let you know um, that we gather all this data about you. So here's all the data visible for you in a report so you know what we know about you. I think you. it's easier for me to find Facebook privacy report than it is to find Google's. Really? I f yes. Well, I know where Google's is, so maybe that's well, why it's Well, also the me. Facebook thing is... But up. the difference is that Google um, likes to put it this way. We uh, They're very clear about, like, we use advertising to personalize things for you and make our services better for your experience. It's the same thing and Facebook says. in addition says. to that... <laughs> And they're just, I think, I don't know. I feel like Google is like the shameless, like, we take your privacy. We take all your data. And we're shameless about it. Meanwhile, Facebook tries to be all sneaky about it. <laughs> okay. I think Google is just a nice company. I think, like, we, no, just, we just... No, Google's kind of evil. No, I think we just collectively agreed that we... Actually, they did a survey, like beginning of the month like they do it every year it's like which is the most trusted uh tech company google wins google is the most trusted tech company over apple yes i mean i guess apple is you can trust them with like privacy but you can't trust them with uh keeping any of their services low value they're gonna squeeze every dollar out of you yeah and, and everyone's like apple's planned obsolescence or whatever they're always in the news over like their chargers or some some like anti-competitive thing google is the one company that most people genuinely like i mean i like google because they have a lot of really cool projects um on the other hand i do worry about how much data they have on me but like the thing is also i know how much data they have on me the thing and is so about google i okay youtube is the only f main google youtube and mail is the only thing i really use from google 
everything else, I use different things. I love Google as a company. I just don't use that many of their services. Yeah. Oh, no. I still say be wary of Google because the problem is if you like a company that gets that much data from you, um, you're setting a precedence where another company might gather even more data on you and still somehow not seem all that bad. And slowly, more and more data is going into the hands of these companies. I mean, your phone provider sells your own data. <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah. Anyways, even though Facebook has a, it is hated, they still do well. And Google, Google the Google is also the only company that ha, that's has multiple antitrust lawsuits that are actually like going somewhere. <laughs> like, oh god, it's funny. We haven't talked about antitrust in a while, but yeah. Please separate Facebook and Instagram. Uh, that's all I want to know. The thing is, that's when all they sh- I want happening. When they should, when all Facebook was down, right? I still, I mean, I we use Snapchat all the time. TikTok was there. Reddit was there. I was just like, this whole monopoly thing suddenly became less of a big deal to me when they all shut down because I'm like, I have so many alternatives. Yeah. Um. So I'll just put it this way, though. Uh, I kind of find it funny how Snapchat's doing really bad, and I certainly am not helping them make money. But I just feel it very find it very interesting. It's like almost everybody our age uses Snapchat. Uh, no, everyone younger than us uses Snapchat. Oh, I still feel like almost everyone in college uses Snapchat mostly. No, I they mostly from my experiences they mostly use Instagram. Oh, that's true also. Yeah, I feel people younger than us. Like, if I go on my sister's Snap, she she uses it a lot more than me. Um, people older than us use uh, Instagram and Facebook a lot. Because I was with my older cousins. They kept talking about how much they use Facebook. I'm like, really, guys? I don't even check it that often. And, like, I'm always on my I phone. feel like, in my eyes, uh, I felt like people younger than me use TikTok. Well, I know it's not yes, a no, no, platform. no, no, no. Like TikTok is a is a thing they will spend time on, but they don't message on it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Especially because, uh, so for example, even if I'm friends with my sister on TikTok, I can't send her a message because they they're like, oh, she's under like uh, I think it's under fifteen, sixteen, or whatever the age thing is. You can't message them, which is actually like a good like security feature to have. It's just like a little bit weird. <laughs> It just makes it seem so wrong. It's like, wow, I'm talking to my sister. She's that old. This is so wrong. But yeah, I mean, if I mean, if Instagram had had those same safeguards, maybe Instagram wouldn't be under investigation for uh, child abuse. Uh, I mean, yeah. But anyways. Uh, anyways, Instagram well, making people feel bad since its inception. Since. 2010 i don't know when instagram was started (laughs) anyways you want my advice on how not to feel bad about yourself stop following people and just start following like i don't know photography only and then you just feel really judged about your own photography see i just follow my i follow my friends mostly on instagram or the memes because i yeah the problem is that with your friends 
it's not Instagram that you have to feel jealous about them. It's literally just about when you talk with them on the podcast and they tell you about all the cool stuff they do. I do equally cool things. We just do different cool things. I travel more. Not lately. <laughs> True, but I've already got a trip to Europe planned for on December. Okay, good for you. I will be working. I don't know. Um, all right, moving on to the next to the next earnings report we're going to talk about. Tesla became the second fastest company ever to reach one trillion dollars. What is the fastest? I don't know. Uh, Saudi Aramco. I have no idea. Oh, how many companies? Actually, are, how many companies are worth one trillion dollars? All five of them. I don't know. Probably more. Hmm. But yeah, so <laughs> this is so this comes off the news that Tesla announced record profits with record revenue, four point two billion dollars of revenue, <laughs> and Hertz. You know that the 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 rental car company that was bankrupt uh, uh, like a year ago. Yeah, what about them? They said they will buy a hundred thousand uh, Teslas for its fleet. Oh, so bankrupt, huh? <laughs> Yeah, no, they went from bankrupt to a hundred thousand Teslas real quick. Um, actually, about that though, um, rental car companies certainly do have nice cars. Well, they have to, cause they have, cause their cars can't get too old. They have to replace them every, uh, every two, three years. They have to replace uh, their fleet. So no, no, I mean they have nice cars, as in the cars are nice, not cause they're new, cause they come from really cool brands. They have all sorts of cars. They they literally have the cheapest like Ford car to like an expensive sports car, if you want to. Now, if you really wanted to see a parking lot full of really nice cars, go to a rental car lot at an airport in Germany. It's all like racing cars. <laughs> I swear. Because all the people there rent a fast car because they know they can go on the Autobahn. Yeah, because people in Germany know how to drive, unlike the U.S. <sighs> Why can't we have nice things? Nice things are forbidden. Just like having a nice road to drive fast on. No. <laughs> pothole for you, pothole for you, and pothole for you. The number of times I'm so worried about going into a pothole. If oh, only we had an infrastructure uh, uh, infrastructure plan and spending to fix all the potholes in America. Oh well. <laughs> but yeah. You said something about pot. <laughs> what? Pot holes. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead. Next piece of news. Uh... <laughs> I don't. Know, uh, this made elon musk like 20 billion dollars more rich, richer in like a day the fastest single day of like growth like please tell me he sent up. a fuck you bezos letter or something i don't know but i don't know him and I, bezos have been having well he's been having fun at bezos's expense saying that he's in second uh bezos is in second place i i think i heard something like he literally sent a statue of like himself or something or like no saying, yeah, congratulations on being second no he he, oh, he uh, sent him a uh, he tweeted an emoji in response to uh bezos tweet which was a silver medal <laughs> yeah so 
I think you literally send him a silver medal, which is kind of like dumb, where it's like you're sending him something that has a lot of value, but also you're just doing it at his own expense. So, I mean, when yeah. you're the richest person in the world, why the fuck not? Well, he can do it. Um, he could also donate all that money. No. <laughs> but yeah, he should probably do that. I mean, I think... But then we won't get the funny memes. What about the memes? Sorry. I don't know. At least, like, at least uh, Elon is doing something with his money that I feel is more productive. Because going to space is fun. I like actually doing space exploration. Unlike Blue Origin, it's like, we'll send you to the edge of space for five minutes. Although they sent William Shatner up there, which was kind of cool. Uh, for people who are young and not nerds, uh, William Shatner played uh, Captain uh, Kirk? question mark on star trek oh yeah he was a big actor in star trek and yes i think he did play the captain can you tell i don't watch i'm not a trekkie <laughs> but yeah so this i'm not a trekkie either but also to be honest i have not followed anything star wars related either yeah I know i'm a big nerd on the space stuff yeah so yeah i, I love spinning on space and spacex is actually spending on things that matter on like blue origin Blue Origin, all they seem to do is sue SpaceX, but <laughs> yeah, that's and NASA, which is what everyone hates about them now. Yeah, to be fair, SpaceX did start out suing NASA too, but oh. like that's because um, Boeing's it was like, no, we want to be the exclusive person, and then SpaceX is like, no, you can't make them the exclusive supplier, you have to give us a chance to. Especially because at that point, Tesla was beating Boeing in terms of technology. Because Boeing still can't deliver. Uh, actually, I think Blue Origin has Boeing beat. Damn, Boeing, you suck. Well, not well. actually, I was going to say, not when it comes to their planes, but I'm just remembering. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Um, their planes are not doing too hot right now. Their space program sucks. Their planes are not doing too hot. Boeing, what are you doing? You're in a duopoly. How are you failing? <laughs> I wanna, I wanna see like, I don't wanna put it. You know, it's revenge for Australians buying an American submarine instead of French submarines. All the airlines now gonna start buying French planes instead of American planes. What? Airbus is not exclusively French. You do know that, right? I know. <laughs> okay. But sure. they're based out of France. Uh, but they're actually this is really interesting. Airbus is a company that's based off a economic alliance between many countries, despite the headquarters being in France. So uh, France technically has the most investment in Airbus, but isn't all their manufacturing in Germany? Uh, I'm not. No, well, a lot of research I know is in France, but I do know that a major supply chain is actually based throughout a lot of Europe. Yeah, because it's a the. Not the, it's not an EU thing. It's a lot of European countries are like, let's make something to compete with the Americans. This is why the United States doesn't like Airbus. Like the government of the United States doesn't like Airbus. And uh, they have production based in Toulouse, France, which is where my uncle lives because he works for them. Um, Hamburg, Germany. Seville, Spain. Tianjin, China, which I think is to uh, provide all they need to a Chinese market. There's also one in Mobile, United States. Not sure where that is. Alabama. And also Montreal, Canada. 
mobiles in Alabama. Alabama. Alabama has a surprisingly large amount of aerospace. Because it's cheap land. <laughs> oh, that's true. The there's manufacturing no... facilities there are huge. But there's nothing else in Alabama. No one... Is... <laughs> it's really bad. Okay, I was about to make a, a, a really bad joke. But yeah, no, it's relatively cheap land. Yeah, but then actually now Alabama has like some of the best space related like university programs uh don't doesn't nasa have a have a research center in alabama too yeah and there's a lot of things they do with the university of alabama and i think the only other place that's also really good is berkeley with um the jpl jet propulsion lab berkeley is not jpl jpl is uh caltech oh yeah that sorry I don't know on my college as well. Anyways, I'm really going on a tangent here, but this is stuff that interests me. Okay. Well, I think we're good on earnings report because I don't know any other company. Oh, I don't care about any other company's earnings report right now. And yeah. Mm -hmm. Also, we're recording this on a Monday. I literally got back to New York 11, uh, 20 hours ago, and then I had work for half, half of that time. So, I don't know what's going on that much. But I do know All right. our next topic, which we're going to talk about at the end of this break. All right. All right, guys. We are back from our break, and we're about to talk about, I think, my favorite part of the Intersect podcast every time. <laughs> the one no one can understand. Tech news. All the technical stuff nobody understands because I love it. Um, also got a lot of newfound energy because over the break, I decided to literally just bite into a slice of lemon like an orange. Yeah, uh, no, is weird. I don't know. I, I judged him. I, I judged okay. him for all of us. Sour is delicious, okay? What can I say? I like sour candy. I like lemon with like uh, with seafood or whatever. It's just or and I and I like my occasional glass of lemonade. It's a little bit weird to just eat a, like a lemon wedge straight up. It's a little bit weird. Hey, hey, I have a good friend who does exactly the same as me. See, I'll do that with uh, with a shot of tequila, but like. <laughs> You do lemon with your tequila? It's supposed to be lime. Oh, oh my god. Oh my so god. uncultured. <laughs> sure. Anyways, speaking of culture and subculture, or I don't know how this is going to work. Um, Apple had an event last week. It was a really short event. What? An yeah. event by Apple? I wonder what cool thing they might be trying to sell to you this time. The HomePod comes in multiple colors now. <laughs> Rainbow. Wow, really makes me want one now, because I can get one in pink. Uh, yeah, um, I could have sworn they introduced another product, I just forgot. Anyways, <laughs> the one, the ones that everyone cares about. They ooh, 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 M1 chips, yes. but a little better. A little way better. They should have made it the M2 if they wanted to make it way better. No, they it made doesn't it doesn't sound next generation enough. But they but Intel is so bad that it doesn't matter. The M1 Pro and the M1 Max are crazy. They're so good. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I guess. So Apple introduced a new 14-inch MacBook Pro and a new 16-inch MacBook Pro with your new set of processors. And, and you want to know the cool thing about the new MacBook Pros? They have the micro The fan LED. is actually useful for something because they have turbo as a feature. Oh. Well, you don't... The, the fun part is with the M1 chips, you don't really need the fan. No, 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 no. Because now you can really push the fan to its limit where you actually want to use a fan. And what happens is because now you can actually have the chip go in turbo, which is it can increase its clock rate, which is the number of calculations it can do per second. And this is why um, no one understands this part. <laughs> and it causes it to heat up more. The fan actually allows it to turbo now, which is a feature which was like under previous chips. And now you can get really good speeds out of it, like incredibly good speeds. I mean, you could get incredibly good speeds on the previous ones. I think the whole point is, and the, okay. Anyways, not only are they a lot faster and better than the original M1s, they're way faster and better than the Intel, uh, I think only the Intel like i9s are, can beat like the Pro, but the i9s lose to the, uh, to the, to the Max. Um, they're also a lot more power efficient with both laptops hitting over 20 hours of battery life. And their specs are comparable to gaming laptops, even 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 GPU wise, they're uh, like, just the, the graphic performance on on these, uh, uh, on the M1 Pro and M1 Max are competitive with um, gaming laptops that have like the latest uh, Nvidia GTX, whatever. Uh, I want to say I don't believe it about the graphics, but I do believe it about the processor. I said they're competitive. I didn't say they were better. I said they were competitive. And they're do a lot more power efficient while doing it, too. They're not competitive with the top range of graphics cards, but they certainly can get there they're, to uh, entry-level graphics. No, no, they're competitive with the top range of laptop graphic cards. Oh, okay, okay. They're not, the des they're not desktop class yet. I mean... yeah. Not, not enthusiast desktop class. Dude. You know what I really dream of seeing? What? An AMD and Apple collaboration to put in really, really good graphics technology into those laptops. They already have really good graphics technology, Noah. Yeah, but I just want them to be actually be able to support specific types of graphics systems that are better than their proprietary ones please support vulcan actually no wait this is really weird okay i'm gonna go on i was about to nerd out really badly right there <laughs> i think metal is good enough i don't think they need vulcan <laughs> anyways uh, on top metal's of... built off of vulcan kind of well not anymore because they're on metal three and now they use their <laughs> Oh, okay. So, um, Metal, Vulcan, um, was it, what are the other ones? Uh, OpenX, OpenGL, etc. Uh, there are basically ways to turbocharge graphics performance on computers, and each individual chip has their own version of of it. So, with it, like, say something would require. It makes it makes games look better with less effort. That's that's yeah. that's um, the simplest way of putting it. 
And what I just wanted to say quickly is technically Vulcan was uh, supported on the M1 ship before Metal even was, and technically... Uh, Metal's the proprietary one. Yes. Uh. The open source graphics API for the M1 ship came before the proprietary one. Okay, I mean, Vulcan, isn't Vulcan the open source one uh, based off of Linux? No, it's, well, it's very much encouraged by the Linux community, but it's just based off everything. It's its own API. No, but I'm saying, like, it but doesn't have, like, a, a, a Linux kernel in it, and which is similar to how macOS is built. So it's, like, your techno... No, it's because it was uh, c compatible on ARM before... Um. Apple is capable of making an ARM-supported graphics API. Okay. Anyways, with Rosetta 2, it didn't really matter. Um, but yeah, so on top of the fact that these computers are extremely powerful, they have extremely good fans, they have micro-LED uh, displays, which um, are... Oh, wait, sorry. Uh, mini LED displays, not micro. Uh, which, how would I explain this? So, think of your typical TV. Not your OLED TV. Uh, your typical TV. Your typical TV has a, what you call LED panels in the back. And your typical TV might have anywhere between like 4 to 16 LED panels in the back. And those produce light... And that's how you're, they produce the, the backlight for your TV. And that's, and um, that's how most TVs are typically made. Now, mini LED takes that same technology, except they shrink the size of those LED panels. So now you can have thousands of like mini LED panels in the back, which means you can turn you can turn off those panels when you're when you want to be completely dark. It's kind of like OLED in that way, but because they're because they're mini LEDs, they also go brighter than any OLED or regular LED TV can can go. So, anyways, they're the next generation of like display technology, and they're like amazing. And Apple decided to go to mini LED. Yeah, Apple has always been very good at using, uh, well, I want to say next-gen laptop displays. I think they are partially produced in-house, but um, they, I still wouldn't say that they're, they're very professional, capable of running professional grade and certainly work for professional use. But I want to say Apple, while always had a very good-looking displays, always very, very progressive, They've never really worked much on calibration out to the box with displays the same way, well, professional equipment does. Well, so. yeah, because Apple's devices are prosumer. Although these M1, these new MacBook Pros really push their, their, their lower-level professional or, or mid-level professional, especially the way they're priced. Also, I'm actually tempted to buy an M1 Mac Mini. <laughs> yeah, they look cool. Also, the new MacBook Pros have ProMotion, so they have a. That means that their display can either have a twenty-four hertz uh, refresh rate, all the way up to one hundred twenty hertz. Uh, it's it, called dynamic refresh rate. Yes, and a refresh rate is how often, like 
how often the image changes on your uh, whatever it's frames per second, basically. So how often, how many pictures per second it can handle, etc. So if you're watching a movie that's twenty, uh, your typical movie is filmed at what forty eight frames per second. You can actually watch the movie how it's meant to be. Or if you're playing video games and you want you want it to be as smooth as possible, it can go up to 120 hertz, so 120 frames per second. And it essentially means that the computer will just feel smoother, feel nicer. And on top of that, it can save your, you, you on battery life. And yep. Apple also brought back a bunch of old ports. Uh, you still have uh, three, three Thunderbolt 4 ports, which is the charger, the universal system, charging system that a lot of places things use. There's a headphone jack. There's a XD card reader now. So for camera people, they can just put their XD card in there. There's an HDMI port too, which is cool, kind of. I don't really know why you would need an HDMI port nowadays on your laptop, especially with USB-C. Also, the HDMI is not HDMI 2.1, it's HDMI 2.0, which is also weird to me. Oh, um, 2.1 can support an 8K display or like three 4K displays. 2.0 can only support a single 4K display. Um, yeah, MagSafe is back. And with MagSafe, you can now have fast charging, which is a first for a MacBook laptop. And if you have been introduced into the world of fast charging, I know Android people have had it forever. It is so convenient. Like, yep. Uh, I want to say in like 15 minutes. I'm sure Apple has been quite careful about it, but I would like to point out fast charging does have a drawback, which is it could impact um, battery it, life. Yeah. Like battery life in terms of long term battery health. Yep. This is, um, uh, I mean, your your favorite phone company, OnePlus, always goes super extreme with their fast charging. Yeah, I, I kind of actually don't like it all that much. While it's super convenient and at first it's great, I can start seeing that regular use of it can lead uh, to some degradation in the battery quality. So actually now I start, like when I charge overnight, I never use fast charging. Yeah. It's... Um. And I actually wanted to talk about this quickly, but MagSafe. Um, I find it interesting that Apple is implementing, once again, a charger that is not the standard USB-C. But it also seems to, like, it makes sense because they're implementing the fast charging with it. But I kind of just find it interesting how we're going to bring back our old um, MagSafe plug. You oh, can still you, charge through USB-C. The, the old MagSafe plugs don't work on the new ones. Okay, I know. But they're bringing back like the old design MagSafe. Okay. Well, yeah, the old design. They're, they're, but I've I find a it entertaining. I, I just find it entertaining because MagSafe was so loved when it was a thing. And a lot of people are excited and happy to hear MagSafe is coming back. Because it is certainly a really good charging technology where it was also with a ma magnet but at the same time i'm here like actually on my laptop i can charge it through either usb-c or through the proprietary charger given to me 
which charges it faster. So it's actually quite convenient to have because what I do is I have a USB-C hub on my desk and then whenever I'm out, I can always keep the charger in my bag and only take it out when I'm like out there and at home, I can leave it in my bag and not worry about it. But it's just interesting to see that they're bringing back this old, not a standard charging um, port to uh, be used again. Yeah. Now, I heard a couple explanations on to why they brought MagSafe back because they could do a fast charging on... Fast charging works on the 14-inch regardless USB-C or, uh, or uh, MagSafe. But the 16, it's only on MagSafe. And the reason I heard is because USB-C is the most confusing protocol on Earth because... USB-C is just what the port is called, but the what actually matters is what the port can read and what the cable can handle. So not all USB-C cables are able of handling fast power delivery or they can handle uh like faster data transfers. Cuz the point the like like I said, the port might be the same but their actual capabilities you depends on the specific wire itself. So I heard to make it a more consistent experience, Apple was just like, we're only do f- doing the fast charging on the bigger laptop using MagSafe. That's the reason that I heard. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting, but I'm not criticizing them for it. I'm sure there are good reasons for it. Yeah. Um, they also built a new speaker system. There are now six speakers on the on the new MacBook Pros, which they say is the best speaker. Like I have an I have a really old MacBook Pro, and um, whenever it's accidentally on full volume, I find it to be excessively loud. So I can only imagine how loud this new one can be. It's um, not even about how loud it is. Is does it still sound good when loud? Yeah. It's it still sounds good when loud. So that's what I want to hear. Yeah, they say they inc- they improved their microphone performance. Um, two years ago, they said their their microphones on their laptops was like studio grade. So now it's supposed to be even sixty percent better than that. So, who knows what that means? Um, they updated the camera, which is fine. And yeah. These computers are expensive, though. The cheapest one you could get, the M1 with uh, the M1 Pro, like uh, with only eight cores, sixteen gigs of of memory, five hundred twelve gig SSD, is two thousand dollars. Like, it's insane. If you spec it up all the way. Uh, you can for you can spend five thousand dollars on a sixteen inch, uh, on a sixteen inch, um, MacBook Pro with the M1 Max, sixty four gigabytes of uh, unified memory at eight terabyte SSD. <laughs> um, point is these are. How much recording space does that give us on an eight terabyte SSD? Uh, let's say about each recording is about each of us is a gigabyte. Each file is about two and a half gigabytes if you include the draws plus thing. Uh, 
Uh, a lot. <laughs> oh, well. Get one of those. We'll have plenty of recording space. Yeah. Probably by the time uh, you'll have it filled up, we'll already have upgraded the laptop. Yes. Although I'm really excited. I'm not repl- I'm not updating my laptop anytime soon, but like when I do, I'm I'm gonna be happy. Are you going M1? That's the question. I think you're still Intel, right? Yeah, I'm Intel. Um honestly for my uses, if I would be fine with the M1. If I'm but because long term maybe the M Pro, uh the M1 Pro, like the ten core one. But that's at twenty five hundred dollars and i don't know if i want to spend that much i know i don't want to spend that much but like if i were to get one that'd be it i do also remember when you broke your laptop uh around the same time the m1's release so you got an m1 to oh yeah the the macbook air that was nice well so see i don't need my computer at work anymore so if i were to get a so i don't really have a need for a, a powerful laptop so i could get the mac mini and that's only like what 600 800 dollars and that would uh, yeah something like that that would be pretty dope all right well uh, enough apple is there anything else to uh look out for tech news we've already talked about facebook we've already talked about tesla <laughs> We've even yep. talked about Blue Origin and SpaceX. I actually would have more to mention, but I'm thinking I want to keep some for next Thursday. You mean this Thursday? Yep. Yes. Uh, Halo is Halo's coming out soon, so that's dope. The one that they've been beta testing? Yes. I heard it's okay. It's not like... It's hard to... Uh, make it the same as the first halos that came out those were revolutionary in the gaming world but i think people's expectations got way too high well what do you think about cyberpunk Hmm? okay (laughs) cyberpunk the expectations were insanely high and then the game failed to deliver oh i completely forgot I i forgot there's a new google pixel 6 and google pixel 6 pro are out Oh, well. oh, yeah, no, I've heard quite a bit about the Pixels. They're actually not bad at all. Um, we can talk Google about Pixels them more have later. Really, really good camera technology, but I can talk about, yeah, I'll talk more about them later. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, no, it's kind of like everyone's like, uh, the smartphone innovation is, is, uh, is dead. It's like, there's only so much more you can do. The smartphone innovation has become very incremental. It's not going to be... No, it's because... Not many companies are going to be able to bring in the same innovation that there was at the start of the iPhone or the start of the smartphone um, revolution. No, but it's like if you... Say, for example, you double the performance every year, right? Eventually... Whether it takes half a second or 0.25 of a second, you're not going to notice the difference. Yeah, that's true. And the thing is, to make those to make those changes, it costs more money to R&D that. It's just like, these phones are so good. There's just like, it's getting really hard to tell the difference. You want to know what would be really innovative and awesome technology? What? Replaceable batteries. 
<laughs> I think the age of replaceable batteries is dead. Been dead. It should not be dead. I don't know. I feel so. The biggest argument I've heard there's two one one thing I'd be okay with for rechar re uh replaceable batteries is after like a year or two you can replace the battery for free on your smartphone. That would make sense. Um, I also understand why you might say the day and age is dead, but the reality is, at least for now in the laptop market, some companies have proven that it is quite possible to still keep a thin and light laptop thin and light while still having a replaceable battery. Yeah, that's possible. And I am expecting if there is a smartphone company that is up for the challenge, and I'm actually going to be looking at you, Fairphone. Um, Fairphone. Can they produce a thin and performance phone, hopefully with the same rating for waterproof and so on, with a replaceable battery that should show that other companies out there should be able to do it too. I have not even heard of Fairphone, and I'm the consumer tech geek. They are a Europe-only uh, smartphone it. manufacturing company that is based out of um, the Netherlands. That also explains it. See, the only country-specific phones I care about are the ones in China and India. Let's go, Xiaomi. Let's go, Oppo. Oh, um, I forgot what the Indian one was called. Uh, all right. Anyways, I think we're good with this episode. We talked a lot about smartphones, a lot about Tesla's tech, building our pissing and a lot contests. Of <laughs> like always. Yep, yep. All right. Well, all right. see you guys next episode. I'm ready to sign off. I'll see you guys next time, and uh, I'm going to go get some sleep soon. Oh, sleep. Sweet release. <laughs> yeah. All right, bye, guys. Uh, please share and uh, like, you know, subscribe. give us feedback. Tell, tell, uh, tell your friends about this podcast. Check out the game Yolt. Like, Put the go. algorithm in our favor. You all have a yes. good one. And we tried not to make you guys angry, so help us keep the internet a safer place. <laughs> Peace out. Bye. Bye.